0: An emotional return for survivors of the Florida school shooting. But will President Trump and Congress come up with a solution to gun violence? And John Kelly wins the battle, but the war with Jared Kushner isn't over yet. This is the State of America Tonight.
1: I have nothing to do with Russia.
0: The Russians have long invested in Trump companies. Investigators for special counsel Robert Mueller have been asking witnesses about Mr. Trump's business dealings in Russia. Jared Kushner is in the crosshairs of Special Prosecutor Mueller's investigation.
1: The fact that he's been downgraded suggests that he really is not in a position to continue to carry forward the significant role in this White House.
2: To be quite frank with you, I'm just scared. Going back into my classes and seeing empty chairs. If
1: these kids are brave enough to organize, we should be brave enough to take the stand, and that's what we've done.
0: I'm Joe Johns, live in New York, and for Kate Baldwin, this is the State of America Tonight. Minutes from now, President Trump and a bipartisan group of lawmakers will gather together for a critical White House meeting. On the agenda, the next steps on gun laws and school safety. That meeting comes just hours after students return to Florida's Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School for the first time since a deadly shooting two weeks ago.
2: I'm hesitant to walk into the building, but I know I have to to, like, start. I have to face it head-on. At least that's just my approach. I'm nervous. I I feel the same as her. I just, I'm really scared to go in. I'm still in shock from everything that has happened. And going back into school, I just, I'm just worried that it's going to happen again.
0: We're going to have more on the fight for gun reform in a moment. But first, a stunning development involving Jared Kushner, the president's son-in-law and top advisor. The Washington Post reports that officials in four countries privately discussed ways in which they could manipulate him. They believed that financial difficulties in Kushner's businesses and lack of foreign policy experience could give them leverage. While it's not known if these countries acted on these discussions... One legal analyst says this is exactly why Kushner shouldn't be in the West Wing. He is the definition of a security risk. He is negotiating with Qatar. He is negotiating with China. At the same time, his company is begging for money from those countries. How can we how can we know? whether when when kushner is negotiating with these countries whether he's representing the national interest or his commercial interest and that brings us to the second kushner bombshell of the day he's been downgraded from his top secret security clearance meaning he can no longer read the president's daily intelligence briefing or have knowledge of certain events the move follows a rules change made by chief of staff john kelly and it seems to be the latest round in the battle between the two insiders cnn has learned Kushner has even asked colleagues why Kelly is taking this action. Still, the White House insists Kushner's status is secure.
3: Jared is in charge of or supports many of the different initiatives by the president. You heard President Trump himself on Friday in front of the whole world to see in his bilateral press conference with the Australian Prime Minister, Brett, that he has great faith in Jared Kushner as his senior advisor to continue to work on matters affecting Middle East peace, for example, and other pieces of his portfolio.
0: A source tells CNN the FBI is expected to complete its background check on Kushner within the month. One reason Kushner was granted an interim and not full clearance? Robert Mueller's Russia investigation, a probe that appears to be widening. CNN has learned that Mueller has been asking questions about Mr. Trump's business dealings in Russia before the 2016 campaign as he considered a run for the White House. You may recall that the president had this warning about Mueller's work last summer.
1: Mueller was looking at your finances, your family's finances, unrelated to Russia. Is that a red
2: right one? Would that be a breach of what his actual... I would or say yes. It? Yeah, I would
0: say yes. Now, the special counsel who led the Whitewater investigation, remember him, against former President Bill Clinton, agrees. I think it's beyond his mandate. The mandate is uh, what happened during the 2016 election in terms of collusion. That's the key idea. And in the House Russia probe, testimony from White House communications director Hope Hicks did not go as some lawmakers had hoped. Hicks refused to answer questions about her time in the White House during more than eight hours of closed-door questioning and initially refused to answer some questions about the transition. Here's the top Democrat on the panel.
1: This is a uh, breathtakingly broad uh, claim of privilege that I don't think any court would sustain. uh, And I think the White House knows that. Uh, This is not uh, executive privilege. This is executive stonewalling.
0: Now, a source says Hicks did admit to one thing, that she has told what she calls white lies on behalf of her boss. But she added that she has not lied about anything substantive for President Trump. Okay, so now let's just get over to the White House. That's where we find Caitlin Collins. Caitlin, tensions seem to be rising inside the Trump administration. We're learning Jared Kushner now thinks his colleagues are out to get him. It sounds like the palace intrigue is expanding.
4: It certainly is, Joe, and there are cert- the tensions here are certainly simmering. And Jared Kushner is under this impression lately he's been described as paranoid by his colleagues, that people in the West Wing are out to get him with a flurry of negative headlines about him recently. And he's also under the impression that the release of that story, that information from the Washington Post yesterday, that officials from several countries have discussed ways that they can exploit him, that it coincided with, they waited to release that information when the security clearance, when the news of his security clearance was also in the headlines. So certainly a very exasperated feeling by Jared Kushner. He still thinks that the security clearance overhaul by John Kelly is a direct way for John Kelly to take out his frustrations on him. And he's been asking other colleagues, what is going on with John Kelly. But for right now, Joe, there's not a sense that Jared Kushner is going to leave the West Wing in the immediate future because the President Trump has made clear that he wants him to be involved in the meetings that still pertain to his portfolio. There are several meetings with Persian Gulf leaders coming up. So there is very much a sense that the President still wants him involved. But the question now is just how involved can he be? And will other officials have to keep that highly classified information that he no longer has access to from him? Another thing that we know about the President is that he's been frustrated by the media coverage of Jared Kushner because he feels they've been unnecessarily tough on him, but he doesn't necessarily feel that way about the chief of staff who is responsible for the change in the security clearance process here, going from top secret interim to just a secret clearance for Jared Kushner. But Joe, it's a very complicated West Wing with a lot of tensions between many of the top officials that are surrounding the president.
0: What's going on? That is a question you and I have been asking again and again every day at the White House. Thanks so much for that, Caitlin. Now back to the scene in Parkland, Florida, where some students have returned to school after a mass shooting, killed 17 of their classmates and teachers. One of those students who returned to class spoke to CNN about the high emotions and the lawmakers, he says, are, who are doing nothing to prevent another tragedy in the future.
2: How are you getting the strength to go in there today? I have to because our politicians are cowards and they won't. They won't gather the strength even to stand up to the NRA NRA like Marco Rubio, Rick Scott or Donald Trump, where they won't stand up to the NRA and say, you don't own me anymore. And they rip off their shock collar. At this point, our politicians are like really stupid sharks that think that they have power, but honestly don't.
0: But while Congress and the White House debate solutions, the course of action was clear for one U.S. retailer. CNN's Allison Cossack joins me right now. And Allison, that retailer started on this course some time ago.
3: Right. So corporate America, John, is literally, uh, Joe, is is stepping in to to do what Congress is not doing. And specifically, Dick Sporting Goods, one of the biggest sporting goods stores in the U.S., uh, is making uh, huge changes in how it sells guns and who it sells guns to. And in doing this, in its statement, it's talking directly to those students in Parkland saying, We have heard you. The nation has heard you. And now it's time to do something about it. So Dick Sporting Goods, as of today, says it will no longer sell assault style weapons at any of its stores. That includes Field and Stream, which is a subsidiary of, uh, of Dick's that had been selling those assault style rifles. Also, Dick's will no longer sell high capacity magazines. Those make it easier for the shooter to keep firing round after round without reloading the weapon. And finally, Dick's said that it won't sell any gun to anyone under the age of 21, regardless of what the laws say. Why are they doing this? Uh, CEO Ed Stack spoke to Chris Cuomo earlier today. Listen.
1: We actually sold the shooter a shotgun in, uh, in November of last year. And we looked at that and found out that we did this. We had a pit in our stomach and said, we, need to not, we don't want to be a part of this story. And, and we need a, a responsibility to these kids. And, and we decided we are not going to sell these any longer.
3: And so it was, as he said in November, that A. Dick's Sporting Goods sold a, a shotgun legally to, to, to Nicholas Cruz, the shooter at Stoneman Douglas, two, two uh, weeks ago. Uh, but that gun was not the gun that was used in the shooting, nor was it any—was it, it like uh, the type of gun that was used in the shooting. Uh, but Ed Stack said it could have been, uh, which is one more reason why uh, they made this decision today. John? Thanks
0: so much for that, Allison. Yet another move by corporate America uh, on behalf of uh, the people instead of gun owners. Thanks so much for that. Coming up, special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia probe intensifies with a new focus on Donald Trump's business dealings with Russia before the presidential campaign. Is this the red line President Trump says must not be crossed? The panel's coming up next. Now to all things Russia. Sources tell CNN Special Counsel Robert Mueller is looking into Donald Trump's business dealings with Russia before the presidential campaign. The president's son-in-law, turned senior advisor Jared Kushner, has been stripped of his top-secret clearance as other countries look to exploit him. The panel, Jeff Balaban, is a member of the Donald J. Trump for President Advisory Board. CNN political commentator Keith Boykin is a Democratic strategist and former Clinton White House aide. Rich Galen is a Republican strategist and Amy Parnes is a CNN political analyst and senior political correspondent for The Hill. Thanks so much to you all coming in. And Jeff, I just want to start with you. So do you think Robert Mueller is outside of uh, his charge? Right now, on, on this investigation? I don't know
5: whether he's outside his charge or not. I know that he's got an unlimited budget. He's got all kinds of personnel, and they found no. zero, zip. It's, you know, all things Russian was the way you led into mm. this. There's nothing. I mean, I, I'm not sure what we're talking about here, and connecting it somehow to Jared Kushner, also, nothing. There's no linkage there. So basically, he's been doing this for a long time, and we haven't seen anything mm-hmm. show up. But every time he sneezes, somehow it's news on CNN.
0: Now, you, uh, well, now you know, the president of the United States said if he went after the president's business dealings, then he would be outside his mandate, and that would be a red line. But you don't see it that way.
5: If and when the president says that he's going, that if and when the president says that about Robert Mueller, then we'll have something to talk about. I don't think he said that it's happened yet.
0: Okay, uh, what do you think, Jeff? Keith, I mean, uh, Keith, <laughs> I'm sorry, Keith, things, Keith, Keith. The Keith. thing
6: is, the way you build a federal case... You don't go directly to the top and accuse right. Donald Trump of being uh, involved with the Russians' collusions. You start with a guy named George Papadopoulos. You go to a Gates. Rick Gates, and you get Rick Gates to spill to the beans on the Paul Manafort, Trump's campaign manager, who then may be actually encouraged to turn against Jared Kushner or Don, Donald Trump Jr., who will ultimately lead you to Donald Trump Sr. This is the way you build a case methodically, slowly, from the ground up. Mm-hmm. You don't just go from the top, and the lack of a, of a direct attack on on Trump from the beginning means nothing because we're, at, we're right? at the beginning of an investigation. Right? In order to find out about about what, whether Trump has any mm-hmm. sort of Russian influence in the in the campaign, you have to go look at his right. history in the past to mm-hmm. see whether there's any sort of possible connections that might create some sort of improper ties mm-hmm. between him and the Russians. So Rich what Galen, what do
0: money. you think? Uh, you know, there have been a bunch of people who've been, um, you know, charged in this investigation. Some people have pleaded guilty, but uh, we still haven't had anything necessarily that makes a direct nexus to the president of the United As States. As
1: the oldest person probably in this building,
0: <laughs> <laughs> stop it.
1: I remember uh, a guy named Richard Nixon, mm-hmm. who was who the closest they got to him was calling him an unindicted co-conspirator. It still cost him his job. So I mean, there's a long way to go in this. Right. And you're right, it's it is speculative, but on the other hand. It doesn't look like this is ending anytime soon.
0: Amy, what do you yeah, think?
2: Yeah, I mean, this train is is on its way and it's rolling, and um, he's taking his time. That's what I think is funny about the whole thing is that uh, if you talk to Trump officials, they think that this is wrapping up very soon. It's not. He is going slowly. He's doing what he needs to do, and he's going brick by brick and and mm-hmm. trying to talk to as many people as he can talk to. And and the Rick Gates thing is very interesting because he has ties to so many people. So I think um, you know one thing leads to another, and and it's going to play out so, but, but, yeah. say, but it's
5: a year in and there's nothing so well, no, there no, no, no. have no. been two
6: dozen no. indictments. Yeah, Five, people not, no, no, all, Five people have pleaded guilty. Five people have pleaded guilty. The FBI guilty, director guilty, had to be being, fired no, over me, this. Guilty, You're guilty saying that nothing stand, happened?
5: Being put on the stand and I'm after The
6: If Barack
5: Obama's NASA
6: security advisor
5: and his campaign manager
6: and the FBI director all been implicated in some huge scandal in the first year of his administration, you don't think that would be a big deal? Exactly, it was I mean, Ben Rhodes, who could not. Okay. get a security okay,
5: clearance? Well, can, That's right. Can
0: I ask you, if 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 the arrest, if the indictments and uh, and the guilty pleas are nothing, how would you describe them? <laughs> so far, <laughs> right. th- you know, this collateral
5: damage every time there's an investigation, the tr- the fact is, if, if the federal government goes oh. after somebody and they have them on the you know they have them on the stand after hours and hours and hours and days and days and days, and, days, and they find something, they find something, mm-hmm. but none of it goes to the heart of this issue. No evidence of collusion yes. at yes.
6: all.
0: Yes. No, no, all right, not, no. yet never no, okay, now, Amy the what we do know now is that there's more pressure on the Senate Intelligence Committee to start also looking into the president's business dealings. Right. That, does this add much to the picture or will it simply be viewed as politics as usual. And second question is, how likely are we actually to get televised or open public hearings on something? like I that?
2: think it's going to be seen as as politics as usual and every side is going to kind of, you know, stick to their own sides. But I think it just adds uh, to the pressure and the cloud that continues to loom over the Trump White House. Um, and that's problematic for him in terms of, you know, the midterm elections coming up, in terms of him getting anything done policy-wise going forward. I mean, this is not, you don't want to have a huge investigation mm-hmm and Senate intelligence hearings and all of this, and then a big Robert Mueller <laughs> investigation looming right. over your White House. That's it, that's yeah. problematic. So, well,
1: on the other hand, we uh, here's here's my take on this. As we move through this year, as we get through the, pri- the not the primaries, but the mm-hmm. filing deadlines, I mean, if you and I are, right. are in the same district, my fear, is and I'm a Republican mm-hmm. uh, it's congressman, I'm not so afraid of, dis- of November. I might win, might lose. But the last thing I want is for you to come after me from my right, and file against me in the primary. And I think as we get through these these filing dates, as we move mm-hmm. to, to our foreign viewers, these, these happen state by state, uh, that we may see people in the, on the Republican side beginning to back away if mm-hmm. they haven't drawn an opponent, they may feel a little freer to talk out,
0: to speak yeah. out. And uh, interesting, too, that Manafort, by the way, his trial starts in September, September which could September, be a factor yeah, also. Yeah. Coming up as lawmakers debate and the president holds meetings, students and corporations are taking action. Let's talk about who's driving the debate on gun control when the panel comes back.
1: Republicans control the House, they control the Senate, and they control the White House.
0: And, and the political reality that we're living in today is if President Trump does not get behind something, they won't, have, they won't have the cover they think or they feel comfortable with as far as voting. That was West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin speaking on CBS. The Democrat is one of the members of Congress heading to the White House. Just moments from now, that meeting comes as students in Parkland, Florida, head home after their first day of class since a gunman terrorized their school. They're spending the morning honoring their 17 teachers and classmates who died that day. And many survivors have spent the past weeks pushing lawmakers to act. So what we saw there with Joe Manchin was uh, the mantra that we've heard from so many people now that if the president doesn't push this thing through. Nothing is going to happen on gun control. But the question, I guess, is does he do that or does somebody get to him and say, if you get substantive gun control out there, the NRA is going to react badly and put a lot of your supporters in Congress at risk? I ask you, John.
5: Well, you know, it's it's really not all about the NRA, right? I mean, Americans very much support the Second Amendment. Americans want the right to carry arms. And the truth is that, you know, his proposal of of making sure that there are people who are trained in schools makes a lot of sense. It makes sense. I happen to still have school-age children. I want them to be in places where it's protected. In my synagogue, I want there to be armed people protecting us. And that's actually an issue because there are restrictions on us. You know, I worked on a program when I worked on Capitol Hill many, many years ago called Troops to Teachers. And as a result of that, we now have more than 20,000 former US military personnel who are teachers in schools. I say we actually consult with them.
0: But politically, that's the question. Amy, politically, the NRA uh, has a lot of power on Capitol Hill. And despite what the president says, don't be afraid, they're afraid.
2: Yeah. And I just don't see anything happening, to be honest. I mean, I, I you see you you heard the NRA actually, you know, get behind bump stocks in the earlier debate last year that never, you know, with their approval, it never really went anywhere. And here we are debating this again. I think the students definitely um, have put this um, on the map a lot longer than it has been. But I don't I just ultimately don't see it. Maybe something with background checks, maybe something there's talk about something with technology and kind of advancing that and. Um, you know, what's, but yeah, I just don't see
0: it. Keith, does this go away just like all the other gun measures? I mean, Obama uh, called it one of the most frustrating things he had to deal with during his entire tenure as the president of the United States. Are we going to see the same thing happening that we saw happen with Obama?
6: Three of the worst 10 mass mass massacres in, in recent American history have taken place in the past year. And uh, President Trump came into office on the inauguration day and swore that this American carnage ends now and ends here. Well, it hasn't ended. And the reality is that this is going to happen again. There's going to be another mass shooting, and we're going to be right back in this place again. It may be more than 17 people the next time. And the American people know that the one party... As you mentioned earlier, controls all three branches of government, so you can't point the finger at anyone else except for the NRA and the Republican Party
1: that have failed to act well, on Let me this. just say that yeah. the, the Democrats controlled all three right. branches of government for two years. In the first two years of President Obama. This is true. They had all the time, all the pay, all the power, I, 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 all the I, 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 people, let me just, and they couldn't do it either. Let me just say, Obama actually, expanded gun rights actually,
6: twice, I, twice, I, wanna, just wanna, I just want to respond to that. The time when the Democrats had control of Congress, it was the time when the, the economy was in crisis, and their primary objective was was economic stimulus and the health care reform bill. We were told, time, after, no, no, and no. We were told time and time again, that, that was we the can reason chew why
1: gum and walk at the same time. It was so hard just to
6: do the economic stimulus and to do the health care bill. There was no chance that we're going to be able to get Obama expanded that, get gun laws. There. Excuse me, he okay. didn't ignore them. He
0: expanded gun carry So laws. now, okay, quick question now. Uh, we, people were talking about a sea change because the students came out. They were uh, very loud on this issue, very strong. So the question is, is the sea change the fact that companies like Dick's and all the others have now flipped on the NRA as opposed to seeing a sea change with new legislation?
1: All we can do, All I can do is say I hope so. I mean, I, 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 I'm I a member of the NRA. I have a 9mm Beretta in my house. I don't see any need for an AR-15 type weapon in private people's hands. I wrote a column about it, and, and a guy said, well, you can use them for hunting wild boar. Well, in Texas, <laughs> but I don't think there's 8 yeah. million people that need to right. hunt wild boars. Amy, so.
0: who's driving the debate right now? Is it the NRA? Is it the students still... Uh, is it the Congress?
2: I think it's a mix. It's a combination of those things. I mean, you definitely, as I said before, have the students pushing this to the forefront. It's working. The businesses like Dick's today, that's working. Um, you have other businesses. There are people who won't use FedEx anymore because they don't like what they're doing and um, they're not supporting this. So I, I definitely think there is enough interest driving um, in various um, aspects of this debate. I just don't see um, any big sea change in terms of lawmaking. <laughs> yeah. You know what's
5: catastrophic kind of about this? That what we know now is after all the politicizing of this, the reality is there was epic failure. Failure at every level to protect these students by people who should have been there to protect them. The laws that exist fail them. How about focusing on actually enforcing the laws that exist correctly? They won't stop everything because in a country of 300 million people, not, no one's going to stop everything. But the reality is epic failure that's by the di- government. But, and but that's, the, that's but, what people need but
0: to but protect themselves. But that's a different uh, right. issue than AR-15. I agree with you. But that's a different issue. It's always laws versus guns. But uh, we'll save that for another day. Thank everybody. This is day 405 of President Trump's administration. That's the state of America tonight. Check out our podcast, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite app. And we'll see you back here tomorrow.